Testing, one, two, testing, testing, testing. <laughs> Ooh, pop filters. Y'all, I'm rusty. And that's usually what happens every time I take a break from recording. It's a necessity. It's absolutely imperative for the success of A3Day and for the success of my vocal cords. Because, I mean, y'all hear me. <clears throat> hey, y'all. We, we're doing a little bit of a moment talking about supergroups today. Now, a supergroup, that's a musical performing group and all of the members are part of it who are a part of it already have successful solo careers so you're bringing the best of the best together to just blow people's socks off so if you thought you know this whole super m thing is the first time there's been a super group nah 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 in fact what i'm getting ready to speak about is not the first time either but it's certainly an iconic time we're going back 10 years actually to 2012 and we're going to talk a little bit about the super groups of sbs gaio dejan so let's get into it yeah, I think that's the right drop. Yeah, whatever. We just gonna go with it. It's time for an album a day sister show. Story time. I feel like it's not correct for me to call this a story time. Given the circumstance that story time has a little bit of exaggeration to it when I tell it. Um, but not necessarily. I mean, I've, I've told honest to goodness stories before. Whatever. It's a story regardless. Once upon a time in 2012 particularly at Korea University. There lived four supergroups called Mystic White, Dramatic Blue, Dynamic Black, and Dazzling Red. And this was a magical moment in any second generation K-pop fan's life. But before I get into the specific of those, the specific, I can't even talk. Woo, this is authentically a, a three-day thing. Look at multifaceted ACG doing the best that she can. Okay, we have to go back a little bit and talk about what Gael Dejan is. Dejan, well, Gael Dejan basically is like Battle of the Bands, okay? <laughs> Battle of the Bands is the basic way to say this. And this is an annual event that happens on the Seoul Broadcasting System, more commonly referred to as SBS, you know, Seoul Broadcasting System, SBS. It's like ABC, American Broadcast System, BBC. You get where I'm going with this. Trying to make sure that you're not out here like, I mean, I know it's SBS, but I just thought it was part of the name. It most certainly is a part of the name, but it does stand for something. It started in 1997. That is the most triggering. We got to stop. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that sound on the microphone? I'm not even clipping it out. Y'all know that I don't clean up much of anything when it comes to Sister Show. We just do what we do over here on this podcast. Microsoft Teams. <laughs> Microsoft Teams is the bane of my natural existence. When the pandemic began, hearing the... Um, not even hearing, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, hearing people say, okay, I'm going to turn my screen around, or can you turn off your mic? Can you turn on your mic? Zoom was starting to bother me. Then it became a thing of the, the sound that Outlook makes when I get an email. Now, now it's that doggone MS Teams chat sound. Every time a message come, I'm ready to take the entire laptop, gently lift it up, open the freezer on my refrigerator, shove it in there wait an hour or three 
open that door, come back out, look at the damaged computer, say, oh, I can't take this, open the front door, fling it out like you would ice that you maybe dropped on the floor or something because you didn't have a sink near you. Never mind that I was in the fridge and the kitchen anyway. And then you just leave it there and you hope a cat makes a home out of it. You hope a cat makes its home in that. That's how I feel about teams. I tweeted about this earlier in the week and I just... I needed a moment. I'm so glad that you all allowed me to get that out of my system. These are the things I'm dealing with now that I'm not giving you podcast content every single day because I'm on season break. Anywho, SPS Kyle Dejan first aired in 1997. And it's been the bop skidoo bop for quite some time. And then it got discontinued. So there was one in 2020. Like, I don't, I don't want you to think that this thing doesn't exist anymore, but it's had some moments of hiatus. So when the first one happened, um, you know, you had like Big Bang uh, 7, who some of y'all don't even know who 7 is. Oh my God. There's, there's some of you who have no idea who, who 7 is or the grace for that matter. Wonder Girls, you might have heard their name, but you're like, eh, I don't really know their music. I, I know, you know, some of the members. I don't, I don't really know them as a unit when it was a whole bunch of them. Freaking SG Wannabe, like second gen magic. That was in 2007. And it was fun and whatnot. And they didn't necessarily have a battle theme that year, especially given the fact that Superboy Band, and I ain't say super group, I said Superboy Band, Shinwa were celebrating their uh, 10th anniversary at that time. So the next year, 2008, it was the Festival S, or is it S Festival? It's, um, for those of us who are English speakers natively, we would probably want the letter S to be in front of the word festival, but I do think it's called Festival S. Let me look that up. We're not gonna, we're not gonna sit here and use my historic brain to do the best. Aha! It's Festival S. Don't make no sense. Okay, so it was a lot of high-hitting, great magic going on then. And they went with a theme, ultimately, every year thereafter. But 2012, 2012, Colors of K-Pop. Boy. The 2012 SBS KL Dejon. Guile, not Gale. Lord have mercy. Guile. 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 It aired at the Korea University, as I said. And let me just, let me, I want to tell you... <laughs> who all was in these performances, okay? So we had TVXQ, Super Junior, Big Bang, Epic High, Dynamic Duo, FX, Shiny, Ailey, the vocaling vocalist, good Lord, B1A4, 21, Secret. I forgot about Secret. I can't wait to talk about their music years from now. <laughs> oh my God. BAP, Sistar, Tiara, Glam, Teen Top, C and Blue. Uh, every time I see their name, I have to say it the way that they do. She and Blue. <laughs> XO, which that was their debut year. FT Island, Miss A, M Black. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's going to be a while before we get to them, but my body is ready. A Pink, who are coming very soon on A3 Day. Infinite, moment of silence. All right, and we're back. Four minute, 2 a.m. after school beast. Oh, another moment of silence. Okay, and Kara. <laughs> so under this theme of the color of K-pop, not colors, because of course not Korean English, the color of K-pop. 
Quote, some of the biggest groups created four super idol groups recorded a new single and performed it together on stage. There were four teams consisting of members from different idol groups labeled under the names Mystic White, Dramatic Blue, Dynamic Black, and Dazzling Red, who sang songs created by the hottest producers of 2012, end quote. And that came from the Wikipedia, the English Wikipedia, but the proper citation came from E! News World. From 2013, an article that was written December 31st, 2012, by Grace Dambi Hong, called SBS Awards brings SBS Awards brings on all the colors there's that s with spectacular performances and collaboration you know my mouth can't do all these letters right now let me tell you about it now personally personally I have a special place in my heart for Dazzling Red who happen to have their track produced by Brave Brothers And that should be no real shock because some of the members who were in that group, Nicole from Kara, Hyo Lin from Sistar, Hyo Song from Secret, Huna from 4 Minute, and Nana from After School, you all who listen to A3 Day, those of you who listen to an album of day have already heard about some of these groups and some of these particular artists. And you've certainly heard about Brave Brothers. So you know he brought it for them. For their song, Isaram, which means this person. (laughs) It's a jam. And you can find it on uh, YouTube if you want to see the performance. The women looked phenomenal. The choreography was sultry. Freaking, uh, anywho, you just, you got to see it. You have to see it. So Dazzling Red is where my heart resides. But Mystic White wasn't bad either. You have Ji Young from Kara. Bora from Sistar, Sunhua from Secret, Gayun from 4 Minute, and Lizzie from After School. Their song was called Mermaid Princess. Can't tell you what that is in Korean. Let me think. Go back to Wikipedia. Make your life easier. Enogongchu, Mermaid Princess. It's not as beautiful as Isaram. Not to say, look, red's my favorite color. <laughs> so I'm a little bit biased anyway. And the thing that was smart was they allowed other members from the groups to have an opportunity to shine. So you would take the big deal, jaw-dropping visual and or leader or uh, main rapper of the group. The the moneymaker would be in one group and then the secondary. Now, let me clarify something with you on that. When I say secondary, I don't mean second best, like not first loser. Because there's no such thing as a K-pop idol group. Literally, the word idol is up in the name. Why would it be somebody in it who's like, eh, no, that don't exist. These are supposed to be the creme de la creme, the top of the, the crop, the apex of physical and psychological and performance aptitude. So that's not saying that these people weren't as good as the others. It's just not as prominent as the person or persons in the other group, the other super group. So you have the two female groups, and you have two from the gentlemen. You have your sub from Beast, Joe Kwan, Joe Kwan <laughs> from 2AM, Wu Hyun from Infinite, Gio from M Black, and Neil from Teen Top were in Dramatic Blue, and they were produced by Sung Soo Young. That was the actual lyricist for it, and for production, Kim Sung Soo and Han Jae Ho had a hand in that. So you had, again, these hot deal collaborators, big deal collaborators. Their song was called Tearfully Beautiful. So that just lets you know right off rip, we getting a ballad. 
I don't know why people want to be in tears. It's just, it's a thing. It's, it's a thing in Korean entertainment. And then finally, Dynamic Black. Black is my second favorite color, okay? You had, oh God. Yeah, Gi Kwang from Beast, Jin Woo from 2 a.m., Hoya, Hoya! Dancing King Hoya was an infinite, and Ejun was my main bias in M Black and L Teen Top. I, let me back up. He wasn't my main bias because Sung Yo is and was, because that's the leader, but Ejun was real, real close. Like, right up, like, like if. Sung Hyo was standing in front of me right now. First, I'd probably get weak in the knees. But then when I'm falling towards the ground and I pass his nose, right underneath his nose, right up in there, that's where, that's how close up Ejun was in terms of rank and preference. <laughs> so, their song was called Yesterday. It ain't have no Korean name. It was flat out yesterday, like English. <laughs> it was just straight to the point. And they also had... Uh, they also had Shin Shadong Tiger, who I've not spoken about in enough detail on A3 Day just yet, because I think we've only come across, I think we've only come across him when we were talking about Four Minute. You will hear more about him when that show gets to Pink, which is coming very soon, as I mentioned earlier. So yeah, it was, it was a, a fun, loud, magical time. And you're pulling from groups who at the time were at the top of their game, either new onto the scene or dominating the paint already. And it made me wonder why don't we have the opportunities for supergroups anymore? Well, we are getting new senses of these colors. There's that S. When we look at shows like uh, Road to Kingdom and Kingdom, the, the actual boy band, uh, Queen, which was amazing. You had these opportunities for some of these groups to do the works of, of others who were competing. It's a twist. It's, it's a change. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that we still have these, these competitive opportunities for the idols to be able to flex their muscles with other celebrities and things of that sort. But it doesn't seem like it's promoted as heavily as it once was just 10 years ago. This was a huge, huge deal to be able to see this. This was around, I mean, literally like y'all, oh my God, just like a few days before this happened, Big Bang stepped up on the mama stage and dominated everything, everything by allowing each one of their members to do a different verse of their song, well, not their song, G-Dragon song, <laughs> Crayon. So you had these phenomenal moments in 2012 where the artists were actively trying different things. Again, I am not saying this is particularly new. It's just at this time, we were just coming up that mountain where K-pop was getting ready to explode on the global scene. It wasn't new. It wasn't new. Again, it was not a new thing, but it was a big thing. And if these supergroups had the opportunity to go beyond just doing one track together, I full-fledged believe that we would have a dominating, a magically dominating female supergroup. The opportunity should not be missed. I, I, I just, I, there's no denying it. 
these singles were really, really good from these ladies. Not to say that the guys weren't good as well, but I'm eager to see something like this happen. Beyond Exchange Sisters and uh, the Onis, I want to see something from these major idol groups pulled together to make something collaborative happen, where it's just exclusively the women. That's not to minimize what Exchange Sisters and the Onis have done, because both are dope, but pulled from the groups pull idols from idol groups and combine them to make something massive. Super M has done it within the confines, I mean, within the the domain of SM Entertainment. I believe another label could possibly do so. I wouldn't be shocked if it would be SM. Then again, maybe, you know what? I would be shocked. More presidents for the men over there than the women. And that's all I got to say. Like I said, I don't know if this was necessarily a normal story time or not, but I just wanted to share this with you all because I was getting a little nostalgic and uh, just wanted you to have a reason to go on Google and look for the photo images and go on YouTube and look for the pretty performances and laugh at the the oddities of, of throwback second gen K-pop. It was a fun time. You had to have been there. Bye, y'all. Your favorite foreign Korean music historian exploring all the industry from A to Z. There's sponsored ads and social media hashtags, but this show is truly supported by the efforts of my McGuala's, the most amazing fan base a little entertainer could ever have. Special shout out to my Patreon patrons, the student body, the scholars, and the staff who keep my vision of becoming your favorite foreign Korean music historian exploring all the industry from A to Z a real thing. If you're interested in supporting the growth of this content, please visit patreon.com slash multifaceted ACG. And for as little as $1 a month, you can get in on the magic too. Interested in continuing your support at the free 99 price? I'd love you for it. You can still engage with the show and me, your lovely host, when you retweet, repost, and share the show and use hashtag A, the number three, and the word day. Please consider leaving a few stars or a review on Apple Music, iTunes, IMDb, or Podchaser to keep things growing in the right direction.